Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I am your host, Johnny. In this episode, we sit down with Mr. Jeremy McCree and Jack Miller. We discuss concert etiquette and female guitarists. The rabbit hole brings us into all different directions, so I hope you enjoy. And this is one of many episodes to come. There was a little bit of a hiatus, but now I'm back at it. I hope you enjoy this. And here we go. Giddy up. All right, folks, welcome back to Music Seeds, the music that made us. Mr. Jack Miller and Mr. Jeremy McCree are back with me. Every I'm time you, every time you introduce the episode, I always, hear, I always hear the theme song in my head. I love that you do. It's awesome. Um, so we are going to talk about concert etiquette, okay? And this is going to tie into a lot of different things. Talk about a few of those things before you start talking. Um, one's going to be phones at concerts. One's going to be people not being respectful of people around their environment in, in, in a concerts. One's going to be the pandemic versus now. Um, also, us getting older and being able to deal with all of that. So we're going to be all over the place with concert etiquette because there's a lot of stuff that I've realized now that I've been back here and going to concerts the last couple of years that I see. And that is, we'll start right off the bat there, respecting the people that are around you when you are at a concert. There's a difference between, hey, I'm who I am and I'm going to be who I am and whatever. But there's also a fine line, I think, with respect as far as like, one of my biggest pet peeves that I realized is that when people have full conversations during an entire concert and you've paid who knows how much money to go see this show and they want to talk the entire concert to their friend that's with them. Are you there to enjoy the music? Are you really, I know I get it, that's your time, you paid for it, but maybe have a little respect for the person that's there to really enjoy the music. Well, that, that can go with anything, with a, with a concert or a movie yes. or like it just recently that happened to me when we were at the Denver... Uh, Denver Pop Culture Con or Fan Expo is what they're calling it now. Whatever. We were at the Comic Con and we were sitting in one of the Q&As and right behind us this couple was having a louder conversation. It's one thing to lean in and whisper if you have a comment to your mm-hmm. spouse or your partner whatever you're with whoever you're with but these people are having a full on conversation and I'm like why are you in here? If you want to go talk go talk out in the lobby. People came into this room to hear this person speak yeah. and I was kind of upset by that and that comes back to etiquette I think and social etiquette in general. I feel the same way about that as a concert. Yeah, if you're gonna, it's one thing to scream, "Yeah, I love this song," or "Hey, you know, remember this," and you know, whatever you have a moment. But yeah, if you're having a full-on conversation, why are you there? You know, I thought you were there to watch this performer or this artist or this mm-hmm. movie. Because yeah, I mean, because we can go to the obvious thing with the phones and stuff. There was who was it? I think my wife was recently at a show or was watching a show or something, and the artist actually stopped and told somebody, "Hey, sweetie, put your phone down." You know, enjoy, live in the moment, enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm guilty of that too. I'll take a picture yeah. or a little video of a song, whatever. Yes. I mean, I know you do the I, same. To post I, online saying, hey, check this out. This is where I mm-hmm. was. Or, you know, this is a cool moment. But I don't record entire shows. And I've seen people do that where they yeah. start right at the beginning of a show and start recording. And they're holding their phone. And I'm like, are you enjoying this? Are you, yeah, did you pay? Like, I went to my, we were talking about uh, nostalgia in the last episode that we got together for. And my wife and I have been going to a couple older 80s bands that, like, we went and saw Skinny Puppy. Yeah. And then we went and saw Sisters of Mercy. Of Mercy. 
we were just kind of going back to these nostalgias that we didn't get to see when we were younger. So mm-hmm. we were kind of living that. So it's kind of cool. But I mean, I saw people doing that. And I'm like, why did you spend $50 to be here so you can record this? So you're going to go back? Are you going to sit home and watch this yeah. now? Or mm-hmm. who is this for? Why are you doing this? Yeah. But I think part of it is like, you know, tying into some of the things we talked about with our phones. That people are so <coughs> attached to them that they're using them without even thinking about why they're doing what they're doing. It's, we could, we couldn't. How do you have nostalgia? How, Are you going to be nostalgic about? Hey, remember when we went to that show and we recorded. Remember when we recorded that show? Is that their nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> living in the moment, and right. I realized that. I realized that during the cure, like I barely, like I recorded a couple things that were really important to me, but at, overall, I was like, I'm enjoying this moment. You know, let's say I just take pictures, like quick pictures of here's the band. This is where we're sitting. Look at our cool seats. I went to the show, and that's it. I don't even keep the damn photos. I went up deleting them later. Yeah, you know, but it's like. Yeah, these people who record entire shows, I don't understand the purpose behind it. Because, yeah, I the reason I go to see live music is because it's live. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the feeling of being and standing in front of a, of a you know of an artist and watching them and watching them play and getting that back and forth and that, you know, the live experience. Not the recorded. And I can go get a DVD yeah. and go do that, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I've caught myself watching some of these videos online so that people record sometimes. Because I like to kind of know what I'm getting into before I get the tickets sometimes. But then sometimes it's like, it's so shoddy anyway. Like, well, and I don't want that. I don't yeah, want that. I want my own know, experience. Exactly. I don't, I don't want to watch somebody yeah. else's experience. I want yes, my own experience. Yeah. <laughs> but respecting somebody else's space is a really big thing to me. And like, I don't scream when I'm there singing. Because I don't think I have the greatest voice sometimes. Because I listen, like, singing voice. And it's kind of like one of those, like... It might just be a humbling thing to be like, okay, I'm not going to... But I've seen people scream and yell behind you, and you're, like, trying to also enjoy the show at the same time, too. And I'm like, I get it. You really love them, but maybe bring it down a notch. You know? It's like... Singing every song? Is that what you're talking about? Well, I'm about screaming the song, not singing the song. There's a difference between after someone's had a few... That's, I guess, the thing. is like, if you're coming to a show intoxicated and... And messed up, you kind of want to watch your, maybe watch your environment also, and ah. that's why, you know, I've seen like some videos where people are getting in fights and shit, and they're filming it, and I'm like, come on, and I gotta like, what the hell is that popping up in my out? Like, go away. I don't want to see people getting upset at concerts. You know, I, I get it. You're gonna have that every once in a while, but I really think that you should be there to enjoy that show. You're there. You spent the money. You know, you spent the time to get there and to do all that. Go there to have a good time, not to get obliviated, not to ruin everybody else's, you know, experience with that. Have a little respect for the people that you're going to that show with because they spent the time maybe to get a babysitter or been planning this who knows how long. Just take some time to think about how you're acting at this show and have a little respect as far as just knowing that you're not at home. You're not on your computer or in your phone in your own private area. This is an experience for everybody. Try to enjoy it. I think you're being too nice with that statement. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on. I'm going to snip on a soapbox. Okay. Let me push the soapbox. Okay, thank you. Push that over here so I can snip on <laughs> Well, I'm thinking it's pushed certain people away from shows. I think you're right. Okay, from a psychological standpoint, from a sociological standpoint, my opinion of it is, and I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a sociologist. Okay, but I do pay attention. I do I do watch people, mm-hmm. okay, and I do have a little bit of knowledge in in in, in a bunch of different things, right? And, you know, it's the way it's the thing that 
that, that makes me love you guys so much is that we like to have our hands in a lot of different things. We're very, we're self-taught. There is a very huge lack of connection in the world right now. There's a very large disconnect, okay? We feel like we're connected, but we're connected here, so it's all about likes and, and hearts and, 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 and I have to show that this is my life, right? Yeah. And how many clicks did I get? And how many clicks did I get, right? How many people looked, how many people watched my video, how many people did this, how many people did that? Like, like me, 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 me. And there's this very large social disconnect with humanity. And, um, you know, they say in the rooms that the opposite of addiction is connection, right? Yeah. And so if you, if you take it down to bone, you take it down to whatever you're, you're, uh, whatever you're addicted to, right? You, you have, you're missing some sort of, th this is just one statement, you take it for what it is. You're missing some sort of connection in your life elsewhere, okay? And so if I'm being nice and giving people some grace, it's understandable that you go to a show and you get drunk and you want to see the band, right? And because they don't have any connection to anything. But at that moment, in that time, they've got a connection with the band. Mm -hmm. And then you take alcohol that exacerbates it. So then you get the people that yell and scream. You get the people that get in fights, right? You get the people that get so drunk before the show that they can't even go and see yeah, the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because they're disconnected and they have no outlet in yeah. any of their, in any fashion. They have no outlet in their normal world. And so they might have that one hour, that might two hour. They might have gotten the babysitter for that two hours or the night, right? And that's the only outlet they've got. And then, then there's no control over it, right? There's mm -hmm. no, I, I don't, and I say this because I was, I have been that person, right? Yeah. I have gone to shows and I have gotten drunk, right? I've never been kicked out of a show. I've never been in a fight in a show. I've never, you know, I screamed along with the band, blah, blah, blah. And I was always very cognizant of the people around me. But I was never. I never got to the point where I, at least would like to think that I never got to the point that I annoyed somebody to yeah, to, to the fact that you yeah. right to that point. But if I'm looking at it from a grace level, and then putting myself in that person's shoes, I have to think, okay, well, yeah, maybe that was a wife that just got the babysitter for the night. She never. Had, she doesn't have an outlet, right? If I really want to dig it down and be really, really minute with it. How is her relationship with her family? How is her relationship with her husband? That, yeah. Or how is his relationship with his wife? How is his relationship with her husband? That's me being nice. Yeah. I mean, being not being nice is that people are fucking selfish. Yes. Right? They're selfish, they're narcissistic, and it's the same thing at the beginning of my statement. It all comes down to what am I, how many likes am I getting, whatever am I getting, look at what I can do, what are you hiding, right? And I don't believe, we were talking about apathy earlier, right? I don't believe that in today's world, today, right? I believe that maybe we're working on it and we're getting there, right? But I do not believe on any level in today's world that anybody would do what you ask of them to do. You and I can have the conversation. We can be cognizant of each other today, right now, inside of this moment. People aren't cognizant of what's going on right next to them, right? Mm. They don't think about what's going on next to them. They're not putting themselves in other people's shoes because of that selfishness and because of that narcissism. And I think it plays to your point because I have to think, I have to sit back and think about uh, the difference of your statement of screaming, right? Using that term as screaming. But if you think about medals at concerts in the 80s, how many women showed their tits and that was acceptable, mm -hmm. right? I guess the point is, is that, that we're so disconnected and we, we find a moment where we think we're getting that connection back and then we automatically rail it because we're being so selfish about having that disconnect. And we don't even realize that we're disconnected. I don't know. I, I'm all for girls showing their tits. I sex. understand. <laughs> but in, in the 80s and the 90s, hey, showing their I mean, tits was I mean, like the biggest thing. I mean, right? if, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. If you have, but I mean, if you, they want to do that, that's fine. I mean, 
I never saw that. I never, I never saw that as a disruption. Or I mean, maybe some people saw it as. Yeah. But, but you, but you, but, but not you being very at, nice. I mean, yeah. somebody, well, I don't know. I didn't come to see that. But, but, I mean, you, you know. but look at it from the time, from in the 80s into the 90s into the 2000s, on, on how that etiquette changed, right? And, and, then, and then you bring phones into it. So everybody's on their phones. They've got to record it because they need to, they, they want to remember this. It's the whole fire. Nobody <laughs> wants to see fucking pictures of your fireworks. All the 10,000 <laughs> pictures of yeah. the fireworks that you take, but you're never going to go back and look, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same mentality behind it. But then to compound all of that, to compound all of that, going back to the mental health in the past two podcasts that we talked about, you put being locked up in your house for a year and a half and not being able to do anything, right? The emotional impact that that has done on society, right? It's compounded that need for approval that you get instantaneous with your family. Yeah. I mean, think of the, the kid who has no friends in the outside world, but they've got a Twitch channel subscribers that watch them on their twitch channel right mm-hmm. it's the same mentality so you have people who they don't have this connection here but they have this connection here yeah. and so this is the only thing that they're latching on to mm-hmm. and because they're latching on to this right it's also rewiring the brain rewiring how your body is going after the dopamine and it has how, how yeah. it's regulating emotions and so you've got that already in place and then you lock us down for a year and a half and you say you can't be social and if you're social, you're going to get in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. And then they let us go with no, oh, by, okay, now it's safe. Now it's safe, right? Okay. Your DNA, your brain has been rewritten in that year and a half time frame. Mm-hmm. Like, and we don't know what the ramifications of that is in the big scheme of things, right? We won't know for probably two generations what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And it will impact that year and a half, two years will impact the next two generations, yeah, I guarantee yeah. you. Oh, yeah. But it, it compounds it with this. Because if you weren't somebody like Jack, who does not spend a lot of time on his phone, right? I didn't have Instagram until I got, until COVID. And the only reason that I downloaded fucking Instagram is because Elise and Damien were on it. And I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. It affects me to the point where I was spending six to eight hours a day that's how and it's the same shit over and I fundamentally know that I'm looking at the same stuff over and over again a different version of something else right I understand this right but I can't do anything about it so you take that mentality okay and then you have people who they don't do a lot in their lives they don't go out a lot they don't have the money to or whatever but they save up and they go they save to go to this concert or it's the one night of the month that they can get they can get a babysitter or whatever right and they go out and it's their only release, they're not thinking about the person next to them. They're not even thinking about enjoying the show. It's about being out there, being out, being able to give that release. That's a good good point. Mm -hmm. It's not a good release, mind you. No, but it's just, it's the release. It's a release of it, right? And so, I think you're being too nice by asking people. It's not not a ask type of situation. We had the perfect example when we saw Pussifer last year, Mm -hmm. okay? Every time I've seen Pussifer, I've seen them three times, they were no phones. They will kick your ass out if they were phones. This time around, with him saying that you can take your phones out now, assholes, and he basically told the entire audience, he's like, okay, now you fuckers can take your phone out and take pictures or whatever. The last two songs, the first time I'd ever seen him do that. He has a very strict no phones policy, right? They won't even give you a second chance to kick your ass out. That's how you do it. Right, you not that I want to curb anybody's alcohol usage, right? But you cut down the alcohol sales for one and two. You tell all the fucking people to take their you can't have your phone out, you make it a policy. 
you tell them you cannot do this. You are there to enjoy the music. Exactly. Yeah. And people don't yeah. understand. People might think that they're going there to, under, to enjoy the music. Guys like you and me go to there and enjoy the music. But back to what I had just said, that's the, the intent at the beginning of the night when they're getting ready and they start doing a couple of shots. And that's still the intent when they get to the location and they have a two more shots where they can smoke three or four joints or whatever. But the minute that they get in there and that they're able to just release that, who knows what version of what you're going to get? Right. Yeah. And, and it's all, and like you said, it's all about just the release, not even thinking about right. other people. Just it's right. my release. Right. Well, I mean, we've had that ever since the days of Elvis and the Beatles. Right. You know, where, you know, there's throngs of screaming girls. They weren't doing it to annoy people, they just couldn't help themselves. Right. When we saw, God, I've been to a couple of shows like that. Can't remember off the top of my head. Who they were, but I, I think Power Station was one of them. I had a hard time enjoying because too busy screaming at the band, and it's like, like I say, we like what this the whole podcast is about. Are you there to enjoy the music, or are you there to scream? To Jeremy's point, they're there to do both. That's their enjoyment right. of the concert yeah. is a scream a because exactly they're releasing yeah. themselves. So I don't disparage those screaming girls because but they I can't help themselves. But at the same time, I you know comes down can to be annoying. It's okay to release the little things here and there. It's okay to bring it this out maybe a little bit here and there. But at what point in that spectrum do you not realize how it affects somebody else? Well, yeah, no, they, they never, they, yeah. they, they, right. they don't. There is no point. It's yeah. one of those things where I'm not, I'm not thinking. Using addictions, I'm not thinking about you guys when I'm in the midst of my addictions. Mm -hmm. Okay, my own, the only thing that I'm thinking about is when I can do that next shot. How can I do? You haven't seen me drink iced tea, right? But you have seen me eat those. That's that mm -hmm. same mentality, okay? I still, to this day, drink iced tea like I'm drinking a beer or a mixed drink yeah. because I'm trying to get to the bottom of it so I can start my next one. And it's about me. It's not about you. It's not about the band. It's about that I get to go do something that I can't to do. Yeah. Or this is the only time, even if I do it on a regular basis, once a month or twice a month, this is the only time I get to do that. I get to go up and do this. I can do it over and over again. It's not about you. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I guess that's the basis of it. People do not think about other people. And I guess that's why I'm trying to get this out there, right. that this is something that people need to hear. And that is, you know, you be you, but maybe just take a moment to have a little bit of consciousness. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> to realize that the things we were just talking about, people took the time to go do this. This might be their favorite person in the whole world, you know. But I like when I say a few words to my neighbor about meeting them for the first time at that show, and they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to have a full conversation through the entire show with them about, you know, because they're there to enjoy it just as much as I am. Now, the instant gratification, I wanted to bring that in. You were talking about earlier when somebody text messages you or calls you, right, and they want an answer right away. Yeah. It's the same mentality. It's the yes. same thing. It's the same to the people talking behind you. Are the same people that are text messaging and calling you and saying, why the fuck aren't you calling me back, right? Yeah. They said, I ha in this moment, I have to be doing this thing, and it's all about me, and it's all about mm -hmm. this right here. Right here. And I actually want to turn it around a little bit, too, because it's you have to find enjoyment sometimes in situations that are not comfortable. And I had to do that for the, um, the metric Noel Gallagher and garbage show because it rained the entire show. Almost after metric, it started raining, and so I was like, "Do I make a choice here? Do I say I'm gonna suck it up and like?" And it poured, man. And they played, and they enjoyed themselves, and they played. And I thought to myself, "This is one of those mental like states you right. have to put yourself right. through." It's like, "Am I here to enjoy this? I'm gonna avoid the rain. I had a raincoat on, you know, and so on and so forth." 
you're going to have situations, is what I'm getting at, that you can't control. And I've learned to, like, if I can move, I will move. I've learned that, you know, you know, sometimes a look helps too, because then sometimes their partner goes, hey, you know, calm down, or hey, let's talk about this later, or whatever. But that's the thing, is that with all these shows now, you start to learn that people have a different spectrum on how they're dealing with that. That's why I'm just using this as a forum to kind of now maybe it will reflect on somebody going, you know, I do that, or you know what, now I can respect them for a little bit maybe and try to change my environment or whatever I need to. Because you're going to need to do that at a certain point. You need to be like, okay, this isn't me at home. I'm going to have to deal with this. I'm going to get pit through it, and hopefully, you know, things will get better. Be positive about it. You know, what's the last show you went to? Sisters of Mercy, and that we and we were sitting in the ADA section, so we were sitting with some of the people and people. Well, that was another thing: is that there, what about the people in wheelchairs, the the handicapable and the yeah. disabled people that are in wheelchairs or on crutches or whatever? Sometimes those people get marginalized or they can't see the enjoy. show and enjoy the show as much as they like. But some, certain venues have done a very good job. Like there's a whole section at the uh, Fillmore where we saw this show, where you know, my wife and I were sitting. And there's people in wheelchairs, and we and we try as you know, like my wife and I are. I won't go to the fact that we're disabled, but we're you know we we both use canes on certain. You know, my wife has health issues, and I have used to use a cane because of my bad knees and such. But we make room for those people in wheelchairs, or who you know they really deserve that space. Yeah. And so we don't take advantage of that. So I like to think I have good etiquette when it comes to that. Now I have been a jerk a couple times at shows over the decades. You know, and I, I'm not proud of it, but it happened, and, you know, I try not to be that way all the time. I have been kicked out of a show for being too drunk, you know, and I look back on that, and I'm not proud of it, and go, wow, I really wish I didn't do that. Yeah. Only one time, but still, it, you know, it, it's something I think about, and it's like, but that wasn't very good. And it is frustrating when you have to deal with people being rude in general. You know, I'm, I try not to be, I mean, sometimes I can be, I know, but... And the same with anything else. When I say when you go to a movie, you go to a concert, you go do mm -hmm. whatever. Eating at a restaurant. There's social norms and etiquettes that are to be your that I can't say or should be followed. You know, I'm not trying to you know table tap here, um, but it, you know that that's why there's social cues. That's you know, that people you know well, yeah, they're not rules, but they're everything people know that we should or shouldn't do. You don't talk too loud in a restaurant when people are trying to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't you know like you said we don't we don't have full con conversations in a movie. We don't like you know they have to remind you on the phone or in, about putting your phone away mm -hmm. at movie theaters because yeah you shouldn't be on your yeah I can talk yeah we're just watching a movie I mean you know you You're don't we know we yeah. don't do that mm -hmm. some people do on occasion you yeah. know so it's it's frustrating but yeah specifically with concerts I haven't be perfectly honest I haven't run into too much uh, one of the things there are two of the things we didn't touch on are women on guys' shoulders you know or people yeah. on other people's shoulders. That's all well and good at some festivals, I guess. I mean, but even then, you're in the way of other people's view of the show. I they love a pay. concert shirt I saw of a tall guy. It says, it says I'm sorry. <laughs> the, a tall oh, guy, the tall, a tall guy okay. in the back, it yeah. says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being so tall. <laughs> yeah. well, but we ran, my wife and I ran into this to a, um, I think it was Motley Crue show, where this guy had a chick on her shoulders and he's right in front of us. And it's like, you know, hey, we're, you know, it's, this was. Standing room. It wasn't like it was stadium seating or in seats or mm -hmm. anything. And it's like you're obstructing our view for it because she can see the show better. What makes her so special? This comes back to they didn't care about anybody else. They're living in their moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's he, probably because 
No. He ended up with gum in his hair for his trouble because, oh. uh, yeah, people, some people around us didn't care for that, so too bad for him. Um, so yeah, are, <laughs> and the other thing, the real, uh, the other, the other part of that is mosh pits. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other, that's a whole other thing because yeah. that's etiquette within etiquette because you got the show itself, and then there's a whole entirely different etiquette yeah. within the mosh pit. Stay within the ring, <laughs> right? But I mean, like yeah, well, there's the etiquette of keeping it contained you know, within the pit because if you want to be in the pit, that's your choice. Exactly. There's people out here don't want an elbow to the head and don't want to be dragged in. But there's also, depending on the show, uh, a violence level. Some people like that. You go to some shows that you're, you know, you if you don't come out bloody, it wasn't a good pit, yeah. right? That's just the thing. Then there's other shows where most recently uh, we went and see a, saw Primus and I ended up in a little mosh pit there. Yeah. That was fun. That was a bunch of guys just kind of pushing each other around for, and we we knew, we all kind of understood what we were doing. It wasn't like, I didn't feel I violated or anything, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I'm going to bring up Primus because I just went and saw them and I was going to bring this up because this is part of getting older. There's certain points now too where you want to sit down because oh, like, <laughs> your knees are like yes. hard oh, and, yeah, I'm like, yeah. and I feel bad because I'm like, sorry dude, I need to sit down for a minute. And they're the steps, they're not the seats. So you got to sit down where people are kind of like moving around at, and you're kind of like, hey, I'm sorry, but I need to sit down for a minute, you know, because you're you're not the young and vibrant. Was that Mission Ballroom? Yeah, that's where we sat. And we sat in those the yeah. same yeah. Yeah. seats. So but, but before we get into that, really quick, where were you at that spurned this question? What show did you go see? It's been at a few different shows. There was a show me and my brother went to. We went and saw um, Ray Montaigne. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, he's a folk singer and these two girls sat and talked behind us during the entire show and it's a folk quiet show so I mean it's not a loud show it's you know it's an acoustic show yeah and you're like you're listening to them and not him and at a certain point I mean I turned around and I'm like I walked and there was more seats that were open thank god that we bought seats but there was nobody that came so I moved up so then my brother eventually followed suit after like a song or whatever and sat next to me. But then they came and sat down be- to the, no, they stood up next to us and they were talking the entire, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like are you for real? So then at that point I said something, I'm like, I got tickets to the show. I want to hear him. You know, that's what I said. And they're like, look at this old boomer, you know, like, <laughs> fuck you. It's like. No, it's I paid money and I'm listening to you, not him. You know, respect that I got up and moved and didn't say anything, and now you're next to me again. You know, like. Okay, so so here's the reason I'm asking. Okay, haven't gone to a fair amount of heavy metal shows over the week. I do see okay the mosh pit etiquette. It's spot fucking on. They know what they're doing, and they take care of their own, and it's contained. Right. You do have the drunk. Uh, okay, yeah, occasionally I have the one right. jerk who sits on the edge of the right. pit and wants to just cause violence. Right, right, right. But, you know, like, yeah, but, for but, the most okay, part, you the, understand. And, and, and people will nod to each other, right? People will be there and they will enjoy the show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever had a bad metal show if I'm just looking at metal and hard rock, right? Because mm-hmm. there's certain rules to that show. It's interesting if you look at it, maybe from an anthropological, maybe sociological level, not anthropological. Metalheads tend to be nicer at shows. <laughs> That's why I asked because you're at a folk show. Yeah. And you've got you fucking twenty year old sitting next to you talking goes back to me talking about you know the mm-hmm. you know. It's just interesting to say like I would love to know 
the next five shows that you go to, okay, tell, mm-hmm. we'll come back to this later and tell me about what your experiences were with the different music genres. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a metal show. I mean, there was their drunk, okay? If you take the drunk people, the drunks and the stone, the stone people out of it, right? Yeah. And that's just a given, right? And then the handful of assholes that are just there to yeah. watch the world burn, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to one show, but I, I think I would. It would be more prevalent at a quieter show. Yeah. Maybe it's the loudness thing. Maybe every metal show is loud, and so you can't. Yeah. You can scream. I don't know, but I would tend to agree with you. I would know. I would agree with Jeremy. Thinking, trying to think back on different situations, I uh-huh. on the many concerts I've been to. Most of the metal shows, like you said, we're almost more respectful as right. metal fans, which is weird right. to say. That's not the that's not the social. Um, or people, the perception, right. first the perception, perception about it. No. We're a bunch of, we're a bunch of, you know, you know, stoner, long hair retards who just, you know, bang our head off the wall. But you know, I think we, I think like you said, we all understand how the metalheads understand what we're there for. Right. Whether it's to be in the pit or just stand and scream or do right. or pogoing. You know, uh, right. Rage Against the Machine shows are like you, you go to those shows, they look like undulating oceans yeah. because the whole right. crowd is pogoing right. together. Yeah. And it's, you know, but they, you know that you don't stand on the floor unless you know you're exactly. going to be part of that. You know where you know? you're going. And see, that's why you know I chose like the Primus to be up in the balcony because my cousin wanted to be there. And I was like, cool, let's do that. And that was great. It was a good experience up until a couple other points. And that was, I was sitting next to these really cool, great guys. A friend of theirs saw them maybe down below. And he was drunk with his girlfriend, came up, and were like talking during like three or four of the songs. That guy was embarrassed. He had to wait. When when they left, he was like, dude, I am so sorry about all that. I'm like, dude, don't worry. It wasn't him. Right. You know, I mean, and... He eventually got to the point, like, dude, maybe you should go down to where you were, were before, you know? And and that's the thing, is, like, he was, like, all over the place, and I couldn't, like, I kept on having to move and stuff, and he saw that, and he was like, I got it, you know? That's the thing, is, like, when your neighbor can go, oh, dude, you know, man, you know? And it makes you feel good, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I get it, you know? And and that's the thing, is that sometimes people don't recognize that, and you just got to deal with it and roll with the punches. I am big about, okay, well, I'm going to move, and I'm going to, you know, sit over here, and then I, I felt at that moment I had a right with those two young ladies like, dude, I got out of the way because right. you, you know, yeah. you wanted to talk. Right. Now you're moving where I'm at again and I'm not happy with that. And I was like, we've been having to move because of you. Right. So no, it, it, it is, you know, one of those things that I just wanted to talk about. I think it need to get, get out there and whoever's listening to the podcast, you know, just let me know about your experiences. You know, let me know what you're dealing with and what you feel and things that we need to deal with them in the future. This next thing that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I feel like I know a little bit about it and I wish I knew more about it and makes me feel like I probably do know some but I just need to get that door open and this is a topic you wanted to bring up is female guitarists. It caught my attention because Nancy Wilson who is the, would be the first person I would bring up. That's my first one right here. Yes. Um, well because she was she came at a time when not many women were known for playing guitar. Now granted there's some older you know, like Oh, what's, what's her name? She's on my list here. Sister Rosetta Tharp. She's you know, one of the innovators of early rock and roll. I mean, she, you know, but I mean, not a lot of people even know who that is. Nancy Wilson came up in a time where she was one of two females in a band who just happened to play guitar. But happened people, to be sisters, too. Yes. The talent level, she wasn't just playing rhythm. She wasn't just strumming to have something to do with her hands. She's an actual, technically, really good guitar player. Now, recently, she's embarking on a she did a solo tour recently. Yes. So she's and she so she's now with the 
uh, passage of time, she's gotten a lot more recognition, which is oh, good, yeah. deservedly so. so. A lot of her from her cohorts from Seattle. A lot of that Seattle scene, like Jerry Cantrell, Mike McCready, a lot of those guys are giving her that. Yeah, you know, they say, hey, yeah. because of this. And it's great mm-hmm. that, I think it's great that those kind of people can uh, spawn the interest for another generation of young young female guitar players, which I'm sure we'll touch on a couple of those in their voices mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, that, she's my first one, and I, I have to admit as well, she's, uh, you know, it's... How can you be a good-looking gal who plays guitar? That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, and especially if you take the time to actually watch her play, mm-hmm. you, and a lot of these women that we're going to bring up, I don't think a lot of fans take the time to pay attention mm-hmm. to these women and their technical prowess in yeah. the guitar. You know, because we tend to think of you know, the guitar hero as being a male. Yes. You know? So and, and she's done scores too. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. this caught my. I mean, to be whole. Ann Wilson's, or sorry, Nancy Wilson's uh, solo tour kind of sparked this, but then it made me start thinking of other ones. Yeah, I don't want to... And that person that's um, her her vocalist for that tour, too, I'm not a big, you know, reality TV fan or whatever, but I wanted to, like, who's singing? You know, I thought, and I can't remember her name, unfortunately, I'm sorry, but you can research it by just finding out who she's touring with right now on this tour, and she is hitting those notes, man. She's hitting all Ann's notes. And doing an amazing job, so I'd like if hopefully she'll come through and do that tour here. You know, I think I read recently, just as a side note, too, that uh, the heart is actually working on new music as a group, which yeah. is good because I know the sisters has a falling out a few years ago. Um, so it's nice to hear that they're kind of putting that aside and working yeah. together again because uh, that's one of my all time favorite bands uh, for many reasons. One, they are amazing. One's the music's great, and Wilson's one of my all time favorite vocalists as well. And just that, you know, they were very important in, in different eras. You know, they were important in the 70s and, you know, kind of maybe faded and then re, 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 resurgent in the 80s. And even amazing. the Lovemongers in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, if you ever get a chance, check out Stairway to Heaven, the, the tribute, the Kennedy Center tribute to Led Zeppelin. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ann Wilson's version of that made Robert Plant cry. Yeah. So that just that tells you something right there. Yeah, and I got to see them a few years ago, and it was an amazing fucking. Show. I've seen Hart a couple times. I think that Ann or Nancy was here in, Cal- in Castlebrook at their amphitheater mm-hmm. last year. That, that may have been the tour I'm, I'm yeah, referencing. My choice is um, somebody I got to see at Red Rocks a few times. I haven't seen her since I've been back yet, and I think she's amazing. Just absolutely fucking awesome. That's Bonnie Raitt. You know, I, I was going to bring her up as well because she's probably one of the preeminent, not necessarily female, but just in general, slide guitarists, yes. which is a lot, it's a, a waning art. People have lost the talent to play slide um, and not necessarily lost it, but it's not, it's not in, in favor. Yeah. It's not in the mainstream. But she's a phenomenal slide guitar player and a good guitarist overall. Great songwriter and vocalist too. And she's somebody I highly recommend to see live if you ever get a chance. Some of the best live shows I've ever seen were with her. She deserves her, her due as far as, you know, being in that blues genre, too. You know, going up against those guys. And there's a few that are out there right now that I, I've noticed. I can't think of their names. Like, Samantha Fish is one that's a blues guitarist. Love now. Samantha Fish. Yes. She's, yeah, she's another one. Yeah. You got to respect a woman who can kick butt on the guitar while being barefoot and jamming on the stage. Yeah, but she... my other favorite would have to be Susan Tedeschi, because she's now with her husband, uh, Trucks, Derek Trucks, mm-hmm. and they make great fucking music together. I liked her before, but the music they're making now is just some of the best blues rock that's out there live. But she is a great vocalist and guitar player in her own right also. Anybody you want to throw? 
No. <laughs> I mean, I basically hit like thinking like racking my brain like I got like a third Linda Perry out there, but I've yeah. her out there before. But she's just on all in one. You know what I mean? Yeah, she she's plays guitar. She does play guitar. She's a singer songwriter producer. I have to I have to admit from a very ignorant standpoint, there's not a lot of female and I love female artists, right? But mm-hmm. I, there's not a lot of female artists that I listen to from a, the guitar perspective, yeah. right? And, and the modern great. one right now that I was mentioning to Jack on the way here, who's one of my favorites. And who's getting some notoriety? And I hate when people try to compare him to somebody, but I, she's had the female prince, quote unquote, um, comparison, and that's H E R, her. Her, yeah. yeah. She is an amazing fucking guitarist. She is a really, really good guitar player who's not um, not well known for her. I mean, they, people know her, but they don't really know her as a guitarist. They know her as an artist, yes. which is fine. But I mean, well, same with Prince. Prince, I mean, not to get away from the, the female aspect, but people didn't, people liked Prince, or knew Prince for Prince as a whole artist, mm-hmm. but the man was an amazing guitar player. So, I mean, so it's kind of the same thing with her, uh, yeah. you know, that they, they know her as an artist, but if you took the time to watch some performances and things like that and watch her actually play, she is another one who's just a very technically proficient guitar player. If you get a chance, there's another thing you could YouTube with her and Chris Stapleton did a song together at um, one of the award shows and she got to show her licks during that performance. I can't think of the song right now, but she is just one of these ones that needs to get notoriety for her guitar playing. I'm looking at her on Spotify and she's got a lot of music out there. It looks like she was one of those artists that like, mm-hmm. I don't know, she was SoundCloud or whatever, but like she just started throwing a bunch. I mean, I don't know, yeah. she put a bunch of singles out there. She's really keeping traditional R&B and mixing it with modern day. It's interesting how she can combine and mix both together. Yes. So. I think that she came up on one of my, like, we were talking earlier about the Spotify new releases. Mm-hmm. I think I heard this song, The Journey. Yeah, I'm like 99% certain I heard this song. And then there was a song that came out, she brought release on my birthday, that almost brought me to tears the first time I heard it. If you get a chance, check it out. It's called The Journey. Yeah, I swear when you hear the lyrics to the song, it's kind of like one of those poignant songs to what's going on right now. It's one of those, we're going through all this shit, but we're going to get through it kind of songs. And when she released it, I was like, wow. We haven't had a song really like that in a while that, you know, is trying to speak to a modern time and shit we're going through kind of thing. So props to her. I keep I was looking at my list here. I keep coming back to Nina Strauss. Um, she's mm-hmm. a little more of a current guitar player. I think she's currently with Alice Cooper. Um, yeah, but she's, right. she yeah, and, yeah. and she's another one who could hold her own with the boys, I guess. for you know, that's, that's the reason I wanted to talk about this, too, is I don't think a lot of, enough women guitar players, they get marginalized. Or, okay, you just play the rhythm, sweetie. You know, because there's a lot of them out there. But there's, I mean, I think there's plenty of proficiently uh, adept guitar players who happen to be female. She's one of them. She can definitely hold her own with the leaders. And same Lita Ford, speaking of leads, yes. mm-hmm. uh, Lita Ford was, I mean, being, a, being an old school metalhead like I am, and then she can kick ass in the guitar as well. Oh, my God, she was the entire package. Dora Pesh. Yeah. Dora Pesh, another one, you know. I was going to bring up this one also because she grew up a few hours away from where I lived. She's from Iowa, and now she's huge. She actually did an album a few years ago with David Byrne at St. Vincent's. Yes. She's an excellent yes. guitarist also. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was on my list of people to talk about because that's another one. She got some notoriety because of her association with David Byrne. Uh, she's fairly well known within the, the scene, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, she's outside of that. She's not, but 
Yeah, people take, as all these artists that we're talking about, take a few minutes, get on YouTube and Google these people and just, you'll understand why we did this episode and we're bringing these people up. Because I think sometimes people hear it too and not even realize that that's, you know, who they're listening to. Um, her real name's Annie Clark and she's currently dating, um, but she just filmed her documentary for her, um, St. Vincent's documentary her, her partner did. And it's really good if you get a chance to check it out. I can't remember the name of it. You can look it up. Oh, Vicki Peterson from the Bengals. Yeah, because everybody thinks about Susanna Hoff, and she was more of a rhythm player. Not that she can't play, but yeah. she was more, that was her role in the band, be more a rhythm player. But yeah, Vicki Peterson was good. I looked down the list here, and it's like, I, I don't know, you can bring up the folk artists, you know, people like Joni Mitchell. Yes. Or even to a lesser extent, um, or more extent, uh, Taylor Swift. We keep bringing Taylor Swift up. Taylor Swift's a good guitar player mm -hmm. because she writes a lot of her own music on guitar. Yes. So, I mean, you have to know what you're doing to at least a certain extent to write a song yeah. on guitar, you know, so. And this week, I'll bring up this guitarist. This guitarist came out in the late 80s, and um, she's also in that folk genre, but she got her first, she's the first black female to get a number one song because somebody else covered her song. Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. I read that recently. Yeah. By, uh, what's his name? Um, Luke Combs. Com yeah, Luke Combs. Redid fast cars and left the lyrics car. the way they were. Yeah, he he left the gender, which I found interesting for us and I heard it, especially on a for a, yeah. country, for a country artist. I'm mm -hmm. like, huh, you know, with all the backlash that and all the anti uh, the homophobic backlash we get in this country, especially mm -hmm. within the the redneck community. Um, you know, I was kind of surprised mm -hmm. there hasn't been anything said about that. Yeah, that's you why know? Chris Stapleton gets a lot of shit because he's one of those guys that is you know, hey. You know, we need to all get along here, and you got to understand we're all different and everything. And but he has never shied away because of his community, his political views on shit. And I respect him so much, fucking for that, because that's hard. You know, like, hey, this is me, and this is my genre. Either you're with me, or you're with, you know, yeah. you know you're And I thought I found that pretty humorous that uh, Tracy Chapman being the first black female to have a number one country song so i did kind of i find that humorous but yeah that's it's interesting it's a good song tracy chapman once again another like the i don't know the folk the folk genre of music isn't really known for its mm -hmm. um virtuosity let's say yeah, like the, yeah. the high the high flying acrobatics of like a steve Vai or a joe satriani uh -huh. that's what i mean because you know, or blues for the yeah or even blues yeah they're, they're, you know the, the steve ray vaughn's of the world and you know eric clapton's you know that uh, there's not a lot out there of, of, you know that's why we're kind of spotlighting these females but I mean, it's, they're out there, but people don't necessarily know, and I think they deserve to be yeah. recognized. Brittany Howard's another one. You know who Brittany Howard is? I do not know that one. Who's that? Uh, Brittany Howard is in the band Alabama Shakes, but she's been doing some solo albums the last few years. And she oh, plays yes, yes, I do. Not, really yeah, we, Alabama, and we said Alabama Shakes. Now, now I remember. Now I know her. Yes, she's another one who's all over it. Yeah, she's definitely uh, hold her own with the boys, as you know, yes. we we're, we're liking to say quite a bit in this episode. And here's one that I just totally forgot is Liz Fair from Chicago. She's one one of those alternate artists that played guitar on all her music, but doesn't get notoriety for that. She gets more notoriety for her lyrics and her alternative music, but she played guitar on all her albums too. Well, I mean, Chrissy that, Hine. That comes mm -hmm. back to yeah. Well, Chrissy Hine was on my list as well because um, if you have not seen, I highly recommend watching the limited uh, the limited series called Pistols. It was based yes. on Steve Jones's. I um, that. It was flipping fantastic. I had no idea about her. And I, did, I did not know either, and, and I didn't see too much about what she had to say about that show when it came out. Chrissy, we're talking about Chrissy Hine and Steve Jones's relationship, 
And they, they were a lot closer than I was led to believe back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, and if you believe this, his, his account of it, they were pretty close for a while. But it's a great show. And, but she, and she was a good, still is a, guitar, a good guitar player. She just played um, Glass, Glassenberry. Yeah. Yeah, and he was back there, and they showed a picture of them two together. So they oh, really? Well, I mean, they, they're yeah. still, yeah, 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 yeah. they're still, they're still friends. I yeah. mean, you know, but it's cool to see though that for yes. all those years. And she got a little session with with who was it? Uh, Johnny Marr and Dave Grohl came out with. And I saw I saw yeah. the one with Dave Grohl when she introduced Dave Grohl. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's just the cool dude who plays it with everybody. Yeah. Um, going back to Lita Ford, maybe thinking of Lita Ford brings it brings it around to Joan Jett, mm-hmm. who's also a good guitar player in her own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as technically proficient as Lita was, but you know she. The whole Runaways being a girl group at the time, mm-hmm. and if you ever saw the Runaways movie, you saw the the backlash they had to deal with of just trying to tour. Oh, you know, you, they didn't get a chance to sound check. They didn't get a chance to run through a rehearsal beforehand. None of that stuff. Because oh, you're just you're just a bunch of girls. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast right here. You know, sometimes girls can do it as good as sometimes better than boys. You know, it's a shame that we live in such a misogynistic society, still to this day to a certain extent. People yeah. that that's why these girls don't get these women, you, you, you know, don't get as talking much. Talking about the runaway, talking about Lita, Joan, Joan and her solo shit, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, she puts on a great fucking live show. I've so. seen her a couple times. She's, yeah. you know, and actually uh, got the yellow, well, she was passing in a van and, you know, as she was leaving the show. And I got to yell at her, and she looked up and waved to us. And, you know, <laughs> me, and, me and my daughter were like, oh, she looked at us, you know, kind of. <laughs> it's silly, but it's, it was enjoyable. Yeah. It's a great moment. She's amazing, though. I like she got getting all her notoriety now, too. And Well, the Runaways finally got their due, for the most part, because I said, you know, they, they put down, they pushed the door down for, you know, things, or for bands like the Bangles and Banana, Banana Rama. They didn't play their instruments, but still, you know, these female front of it, the Go-Go's. You know, that's another there you go. Yeah. I mean, because you Jane know, you, right? Well, the Go Go's were heralded or held up as this, you know, groundbreaking band because they're a bunch of girls. Well, so, well the, the Runaways did it first. You know, they were there first, and they and if it wasn't for you know the fortitude of people like Joan Jett to stand up and say, you know, you, I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah. I don't care if you know. Well, you're just a girl. No, no, I'm just a girl who plays guitar and is going to kick your ass. Yeah. You know, so and that's if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have had. You know, said so dude. The Go Go's and the Bangles and you know and down the road and Wet Leg even look at you know they're you know yeah you know, that's, exactly. that's one of your faves you yeah. know they mm-hmm. you know they these these empowered these empowered women you know who have come to come through like that um, and even uh, I almost said uh, I said Liz Fair you talked about her same yeah. kind of thing and you know uh, what's what's Skater Boy chick that's her name Avril Lavigne Avril Lavigne you know another one with you know I think uh, she plays a little guitar yeah, too she does. once again it's it, it, it's the people I I made this great analogy called the people who set the table. Uh, but don't get to eat. Yeah. You know? So Carrie Brownstein <laughs> is her name. Who's that? Um, that's St. Vincent's girlfriend. And she was oh, okay. in, she was in the band um, Sleater Kenny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's why. Another, there's another yeah. female front of her. Yes. Or how about we can we can go that, can continue that route. Um, yeah. Indigo Girls. Uh-huh. Another great, you know, oh, yeah. Girl, you know. And we've, you know, I've seen them live a couple times. And yeah. you be surprised. Sometimes you only get what you get on the record because that's what the song uh needs but then when you see these these people live and they get to stretch their their musical chops that's when you really get to go wow or just like like a bonnie Raitt. Yeah. you may not really hear it in her recordings but then you see her play live and you're like oh my god this woman's amazing right. you know, she really knows what she's doing wendy melvoin from uh from wendy and uh, lisa from, wendy and lisa from uh, Prin- well prince originally but yeah, then they had their um, own thing uh, revolution 
Prince in the Revolution, and she was also the sister of uh, the keyboard player from Smashing Pumpkins who passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Melbourne. Oh, wow. Little tidbit there. (laughs) (laughs) I believe believe I'm right. Some people are going to go, that's not right. They're going to go Google it. Oh, yeah, but that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I believe I'm correct. I I don't know for, I'm not 100%. And this person has brought out an album this past week. And she was a big alternative artist in the '90s, and that's PJ Harvey. And she True. plays guitar too. She, so. I likened PJ Harvey to a modern day Patti Smith, mm-hmm. where she was uh, artistically talented, mm-hmm. fringe artist. Yeah, she was an know? artist, artist, an artist, artist. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, use, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> either I, I tell people about her, and they're like, yeah, her music, and I'm like, I love her music. PJ Harvey was I liked some of her stuff I didn't I wasn't Gaga same with Patti Smith I felt the same way about her um, I, innovative yes my cup of tea not necessarily but that doesn't that is it like we talked about before that doesn't mean I'm going to knock it if some people enjoy it they enjoy it yeah. the best damn female guitarist in the world L7 was another band that I was going to bring up that's true Kitty yeah. <laughs> I saw them on Mushrooms but we even have bands Who back. The band or you? L seven. Okay. Yeah. Was L seven on? No, uh, I was on mushrooms. You were on mushrooms. They, they they were were say, I saw him on mushrooms. Who the band yeah. or you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Kitty is another, another female. That then that's a yeah. very that's a almost a hardcore band. I saw. Were you? I think it was at Red Rocks. I don't know if you were at that show. It was like some some like not big adventure show, but some like all day rock show. And Kitty was there. I think it was when I saw Gravity Kills. I only saw Gravity Kills on the Sex Pistols. That's Bil- right. Bil- that's Bil- right. Bil- yeah, that's right. That's no. Because they opened Gravity Kills up and up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but it was at Red Rocks, and Kitty. Or maybe it was at Red Rocks. Maybe it was like the first Alistair. I don't remember. I don't remember. I've never seen that. I know. I know. Our show. mutual friend Brett Marler was is a big Kitty fan. Yeah. So. I didn't realize Haley Williams played guitar from Paramore. But apparently she does. I, well, I mean, okay, she's I'm, a great front woman. I, I'll, I'll give her I'll give her credit for it if she does because yeah. I the the last concert I saw of Paramore she just sang and she was yeah she's really fun really she's yeah. got a great she's solid yeah. voice solid vocally live. But as, as a front person goes for a band she is she interacts. She yeah, is, well, yeah, she yeah. She's she she really present. good. I think it was a show from London that I saw and it was really it just I really enjoyed it. I wound up watching the whole the whole concert. It was just uh-huh. that enjoyable. But there needs to be more. I mean, I'm, I think they get recognition because we look through these charts and we look through these. And well, I would well, love I mean, to hear more from my audience out there. And like, if there's people that we haven't yeah, mentioned, and, down know, in the I comments. would love to bring it up in another podcast. Well, because there's plenty of, it's a shame though that I've seen, because there's plenty of newer, young female guitar players I see uh, in passing on TikTok. Well, they, they throw that because that's the that's kind of the medium where artists have been not necessarily TikTok specifically, yeah. but TikTok and other social media outlets. That's that seems to be what they're using to get their music out there. And, and I talk, follow a few too, and I wish I could remember. Right, we talked we talked names. about that. You know, you and I chatted about that before. How mm. the record labels don't have as much. They, they can't. They 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 cannot assert as much control as they used to because they're not in charge anymore. The because artists now are putting their stuff out on their own terms. Right. And just like I was talking about earlier about how bands are putting out one or two songs to get the clicks and the buy and the buy the singles because people aren't listening to it. they're not going to buy a whole album anymore. It doesn't. It's no. just it's unfortunate whether or good or bad. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that'll enhance the quality of the move of the music because how many times have you bought an album and it's a good album but it's got you know out of ten songs it's got four good songs and a couple good decent songs and three fillers. Mm-hmm. You know and again and those throwaway filler songs. So maybe. That'll start paring down the fact that people will pay more attention 
you know, the artists will pay more attention and craft actual good songs. Yes. You know. We can only hope that. I mean, that's one thing is that there's so much stuff and it's great when you come across something that you haven't seen in a while and I'd love to see more of that out there, more female guitarists getting their recognition. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, I, he's not necessarily a guitar player. Real quick, I'll throw it in there. Um, bass player, um, Amy Mann yeah. from Till Tuesday. Uh, she was, well, she plays guitar too. She, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure she does because yeah. most bass players do, but she was known for playing bass. That's what she did in the band. Yeah. And, and I watched a little document. Well, it was like a short documentary. I'll, I mentioned him before, but I watch a, uh, a YouTube channel called Professor of Rock. The man's name is Eric, uh, Adam Reeder. He's really good. I highly recommend you check him out if you're a music junkie like the three of us are. Um, but he was talking about Till Tuesday and how she first, she had some trauma in her life and she let, let her to play, pick up the guitar, pick up the bass, and her parents didn't want her to do it. And so she kind of forced her way to not, she had to stop herself for some reason. She felt the pressure of her family to not yeah. play until she finally just gave in and says, no, I want to play this, yeah. and picked up the bass again and became like, you know, she's a fairly decent bass player as far as I remember. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just interesting because there's, not a lot of, not a lot of, there's probably even less female bass players than there are guitar players. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, Music Seeds, the music that made us. Uh, you've been listening to Jack Miller and Jeremy McCree and myself, Johnny. I thank you for listening, and until next time, do your best to take care of each other out there. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, folks. That was Mr. Jeremy McCree and Mr. Jack Miller. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's been a while since we've had content out, but I do like going down these rabbit holes with them. If you'd like to get a hold of any of us at Music Seeds, the music that made us, you can do so at... O-Z-O-M-A-T-F-A-N-87 at gmail.com. That is Ozomatfan87 at gmail.com. Also, at MusicMadeSeeds at Facebook.com. There's also a TikTok, at JohnnyComeLately. Plus, you can get a hold of us through Instagram at JohnnyEvans or John Evans. Also, Music Seeds, the music that made us, Instagram page. Plus, at Snapchat, at John Evans. Would love to hear from you. Love knowing I'm being listened to all around the world. I'd like to hear from you. Get a hold of us. Please do your best to take care of each other out there. And enjoy this great fall season. Until next time. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host. And you are listening to... Music scenes. The music that made us.